Warning, the following episode may be disturbing or offensive to some listeners. Discretion is strongly advised. Hi, and welcome to the Cine Sisters True Crime Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Shay. And today is part two of the Lululemon Murders. Yes, so last week was a humdinger. It was a bit of a humdinger. Two people were attacked. One of the girls was murdered in a Lululemon store. And the police are just trying to figure out what the heck happened. And who did it? They're running down leads that are going nowhere. They have suspects that turn out not to be the guys. And so at this point, they've decided, let's just go back to the beginning and look at all the evidence and see what we missed since we were blindly following the one lead of the two men on the camera. Mm -hmm. So here we go. They went back and looked at all the footprints and the blood at the store. So they found only two sets of footprints. They found that size 14 shoe print and Brittany's shoe print. But there were four people in the store. You would think that there would be four sets of footprints or at least three because Jaina was incapacitated right away. They talked to Rachel, the manager, told her about the shoes that they found because they found the shoes there. She said, oh, don't worry about those shoes. Those are store property. Oh. They were shoes from the store. Right. So he was wearing them because he bought them there because he works there. No, like they're they're shoes that people can try on when they're trying on yoga pants. So they don't sell the shoes. Oh. They just have them there. Why would you need, hold on. Why would you need to try on shoes to try on yoga pants? I think it's a thing like, I was thinking about this. What if you like wore dress shoes or like a work shoe or a work boot to Lululemon and you wanted to buy something, but you wanted to know how it would look with running shoes. Okay. Yeah. That's why they had them. But you know what would look the exact same? Just your socks. Yeah, true. (laughs) You know, socks, running shoes. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So the attackers would have had to come into the store, put on the size 14 shoes, pull off the attack, take the shoes off and leave them there. So that's what they did? That's what they think. So maybe they were trying to make it seem like they had a size 14 shoe, but they actually had smaller feet. Of course they had smaller feet. Yeah. They probably had size six men's feet. Yeah. Teeny tiny. (laughs) They also noted the difference between injuries of the two girls. So Jaina was brutally attacked and beaten and murdered. Brittany's injuries were quite superficial in comparison. Only two of her injuries needed stitches or bandages, and the rest would easily heal on their own. They also realized that the Apple employees only ever heard heard two women's voices. They never heard the screaming, yelling man's voice that Brittany described as racial slurs. Police are now suspicious that maybe Brittany was involved in this robbery murder. Maybe... Maybe she let the man men into the store. Maybe she was helping. Oh. So at this point, they're like, okay, we need to look into Brittany. At first, she's just an innocent victim. That would kind of make sense because they kept Brittany alive. Yeah. But they brutally murdered Jaina. Oh, my God. So they look into Brittany because they hadn't done this before. They're right. like, she's an innocent victim. People in the media, they're pulling for her. So they talked to her family and friends and found out some disturbing things about Brittany. Uh-oh. Turns out she was a bit of a klepto. Oh. You don't know that a kleptomaniac, uh, a stealer of the things, Loves if you will. And has like a desire to keep stealing too. Yeah. Can't stop themselves. So she would steal 
things. She stole things from her soccer team in university, which actually resulted in her being kicked off the team. Oh, wow. She used to babysit when she was younger, and she would steal jewelry from the families. Oh, my God. We're now getting a picture of who Brittany really is. Maybe not the innocent survivor that she was making herself out to be. This bitch. She talked to, they talked to an old roommate of Brittany's, and it was her friend. She told police that they were living together at one point. She would send her part of the rent to Brittany. Brittany would pay the rent. Brittany let her know that the rent had gone up by $200. So she started sending Brittany more money. But the rent hadn't gone up. She was just lying about it and pocketing the extra money. Oh my God. And this was her friend. This is like her roommate and friend. I'm curious how she figured that out. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. She also uh, stalked an ex-boyfriend and his girlfriend. He actually had to get a restraining order against her because she would sit outside his office and stare at him, make threatening phone calls. And she broke the restraining order. Yeah. A few times. Wow. Yeah. For those of you who can't see us, obviously no one can see us. Our eyes are very wide right now. <laughs> You're like, what? What? Like, they're popping out of my head right now. Wow. Wait, what happens when you break a restraining order? I don't know. You can get, like, you can go to jail. Oh, Or yeah. get, like, a fine. Okay. And be arrested. But she wasn't. Either way. No, obviously. I don't think so. Okay. Or if she was, like, nothing serious happened to her. Right. Wow. So, they decided to talk to Rachel again, the manager. So, it turns out that Brittany had only been working there for about six weeks. And in that six weeks, she had abused her staff discount and merchandise was going missing. She abused her staff discount how? Okay, so apparently they get like a really crazy discount, but they can only spend, say, up to $1,000 with that discount. Oh. Like maybe per month or whatever it is. But anyways, there was a staff discount that had a, a cap on it. Okay. And she asked if she could go slightly over. The manager said okay, but she ended up going like $1,000 over. Oh. So little things like that. Okay. Then things were going missing. And since she was the new girl, they kind of... Knew it was her. Thought it was her. Things were going missing from people's purses. Oh. So they were watching. There was actually a staff meeting about this whole thing with upper management just a couple of days before. Jaina was there because she was a team leader. Rachel... The manager was there. They were discussing what to do and how to handle their suspicions. So Lululemon has this policy. And I don't know if it's still a policy, but at the time, Lululemon had this policy. And at the end of every shift or when you were about to go home, another employee would check your bag. Right. So, and you would check each other's bags just to make sure it was just an easy way to prevent theft. We had that too when I worked in retail. Oh, did you? Okay. So I never knew anything about that. Well, it wasn't actually just, it was our loss prevention had to check all of our bags and purses or whatever as we left. Oh, that makes sense. So I bet if they had a loss prevention person, they would do it, but because they didn't... Right. They would just do it. Right. So it's a way to keep everyone honest. So on this particular night, the night of the murder, Jaina did just that. She had these suspicions, so she was definitely going to check Brittany's bag before they left. Mm -hmm. She looked in her bag, found a pair of leggings. She said that she had already bought them and that there were old leggings, that they weren't new... But Jaina kind of suspected that she had stolen them that night. By now, the car has been searched. And what they found was kind of insane. (laughs) The car was full of blood, both Brittany and Jaina's. Oh. Which you would expect if the murderers had taken the car. And they would have been covered in both of their blood. Okay, yeah, I guess. So not super suspicious. But then they found a woman's hat in the car. There was blood on this hat. And it was on the inside, right where the forehead touches 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call the brim. The well, bl- the inside of the brim. Like, yeah, almost? the t- the part that touches your forehead. Okay. And there was blood on the inside of it. Right where Brittany had been hit in the head, and she had gotten stitches. So they're thinking like, okay, this is a woman's hat, small. There's blood on the inside of it. How did this hat get into Jaina's car? Right. They really thought she had something to do with this. Yeah. So she must have been part of it. This elaborate plan with these two men. Brittany didn't know that the police suspected her, so they brought her back in for another interview to see if she remembered anything new. She wasn't on guard in this interview, so they just asked her straight up, have you ever seen Jaina's car? Do you know what car she drives? And she's like, not really, no, like I've seen it. And they're like, have you ever been in her car? She's like, never. They're like, you sure you've never ever been in her car? And she's like, I've never been in Jaina's car. She was feeling interrogated at this point, Mm -hmm. so she's like, you know, with everything that's gone on, I just would really like to leave. I just really want to go home. They didn't have any evidence to keep her, so they let her go. Now Brittany is a legit suspect. <laughs> so they start looking, because she she was definitely in that car. Like, she was in the car. They had evidence that she physically was in the car. Kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And okay. I think maybe they had fingerprints or something. Like, okay. They knew she was in there. Okay. For whatever they had, they had that. She also had an injury that they thought was weird. So she had a cut on her hand. And at the time, they're like, oh, this is just... A regular cut. But now that she's looking like a suspect, they look at this cut closer. And what it is, it was between her thumb and forefinger. And it looked like she was holding a weapon, a knife or something sharp, and was stabbing. And it might have slipped and cut her. So apparently it's a common injury for people who are stabbing someone else that it slips in maybe blood. Well, especially when you're like rageful rageful stabbing and yeah so she was cut there and at the time they didn't think anything of it now it's a suspicious injury who so now they're thinking why was she holding a weapon police had a new theory there were no two men in the store (gasps) this was all britney oh there's no rape oh there was no two men breaking into the store to attack them They're like, this was Britney. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Right? Wait. Mind blown. But didn't she get a rape kit done? They did a rape kit, but it was inconclusive. They didn't show, there was nothing. There was no sign of rape. Do you think she like raped herself with a wooden? I think she just wiped blood on the hanger and just. Gross. You know what I mean? Oh, what is wrong with this human being? (gasps) Oh my God. Forensics proved this theory correct. Also, she probably seen those two men in the black maybe walking by, and then that's why she said it was them. Or maybe she was just lucky, a lucky guess. Oh my god. So Brittany had zip-tied her own legs and arms together. How do you do that even? Okay, so you zip-tie your legs, then you get the zip-tie around your hands and use your teeth. Yeah. They found teeth marks oh! on the end of the zip ties that was that were used to zip tie her hands together. Oh my god! Even having her hands over her head seems suspicious because imagine this: you're zip tied, your wrists are zip tied together in front of you. There's nothing holding your arms up, up, yeah, above your head. <laughs> it's so true. You would just 
move your hands back down into your lap when the attackers left. Like, also, she wasn't gravely injured. Like, she was hit in the head. There was, like, a little bit... There was some blood. Right. Like, why wouldn't she get up? Her injuries didn't bleed much. And she could have got up and probably called the police she on wasn't, her own or something. She wasn't covered in her own blood. She was covered in blood, but it wasn't hers. Her injuries wouldn't make that much blood. So she could have crawled out. Shay, wrap your head around this. Ten hours. Ten hours she sat in that bathroom. For ten hours she set up a scene. For ten hours she wiped blood on herself. For ten hours she waited for her manager to show up the next morning. What is wrong with this? What? She could have gone for help for ten hours. Wow. Like, I bored in ten minutes. Like, who sits for ten? Ten hours. Like, were you playing Candy Crush or something at least? Like, what are you doing to pass the time? You're just sitting there? Well, she, you, she probably wasn't sitting there with her arms around above her head true. the whole time. She was probably setting the scene and maybe she probably slept there. She probably had like a full eight hour sleep. She's a psycho. So yeah. And so she just sat there and waited in this uncomfortable position to show how she was covered in blood. And wow. Oh my <clears throat> God. So just as they're building this case against her and look, like, everything's lining up and they're like, holy shit. Brittany comes to the police station. She has something new she wants to say. She's just remembered something new from that night. She said the attackers had forced her to go move Jaina's car a few blocks away. So they're like, you have to take these keys and you take her car and you go park it far away. Oh my God. And then you come straight back here (laughs) or we're going to kill you. And we know where you live. Yeah, come back. But come back here because we go on a rape you again, okay? She was in fear for her life. So she listened to them. She saw people. She even saw a cop. But she was too scared. She could have run, but she was scared. She could have screamed for help, but she was scared. This bitch. I'm mad. She did what they told her, and she returned back to the store. So they could maybe accidentally kill her? Maybe? You know what? How can I... This is why I was like, I could probably be a pretty good, like, crime scene investigator or, like, interrogator, I feel like. I think I'm a very good interrogator. But... I would, I'm too emotional. Yeah. And I would fucking attack that bitch, man. <laughs> yeah, you would I wouldn't be, able to, be able to not fly across the table at her. Like, you think we're that stupid? So she knew when they asked her about being in the car, she was like, shit, my blood's in there. And she was like, shit, they have something. So she had to explain why she was in that car. So she came with this plan. The police called bullshit. Obviously. <laughs> They had a little meeting outside of the room and they decided they're done with these lies. They're going in. They're going to confront her with all of their evidence. Perfect. So they do that. They go in. Well, yeah, because let's arrest her now. They're like, we don't believe you. We don't believe anything that you said. Your wounds are self-inflicted. The shoe prints were manufactured. There were no other men. There's no way you could have driven. You would have driven the car and then gone back to be possibly murdered. Nothing makes sense. And the evidence doesn't match up. The zip ties were all you. You're a liar. You did this. <clears throat> did they place her under arrest? Well, police were smart because, like, she didn't, she hadn't admitted to anything yet. Right. So the police used a pretty good tactic. Her brother and sister were in the waiting room waiting for her. They brought her in. So they said, hey, do you want to go in 
with her. Oh, Go yeah. sit with her. Get her to have a conversation with them. So they went in and they laid it all out again, all the evidence, in front of the brother and the sister and her. Okay. And they told the brother and sister everything they had against her. And then the sister was, like, losing it, like, hysterical. So she asked to step out of the room. The police followed her, left her in the room with her brother. So just the two of them in the room. And the brother asks her, did you do it? Well, yeah. So he looked around, they looked around, and they didn't see any cameras, but obviously it's a police station. Yeah. Everything's being recorded. Yeah. Dum-dums. So they thought they could speak freely. Her brother just looked at her and said straight up, did you do this? Like, if you did this, you have to tell me. Mm-hmm. She was saying no. Then he asked again. She would say no. He would ask again. She would say no. And then finally he asked her, and she says, we can't talk about it here. And that was enough for the police. Yeah. If she was truly innocent... She would continue to say no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. It was March 18th, 2011. Exactly one week. So this happened pretty quickly, this yeah. investigation. No exactly kidding. one week after Jaina's murder, they arrested Brittany Norwood for the murder. Wow. <laughs> what? It's just what insane. <laughs> like, what a tale. So they're thinking, like, this is what blows my mind, is like, there wasn't, like, they think that they she actually took paper towels, went into the murder room, soaked picked, them, soaked them, brought them in to her room and like put blood like she was staging the scene. She was making blood trails. She was making footprints in the blood. She was covering herself in Jaina's blood. Like if you think like how horrible it is to murder someone and how gross and disgusting well how much blood is in a human body like you actually it doesn't look like looking at you it doesn't look like you have that much blood you're mostly skin and organs no no what is it like five liters of blood in a human body six maybe yeah but like spread that out they found Jaina's own hair in her hands like she was maybe protecting herself I'm gonna get sad because I quite like this girl she uh like, she was protecting herself and, like, you know, during the attack, she was just ripping her own hair out and stuff. Like... Why would you rip your own hair out? I think she was probably, like, you know what I mean? And, like... Just... Oh, and then, like, quickly... Yeah. Who oh. knows what you do when you're trying to protect yourself from being murdered? Or she could have grabbed her own hand. She could have been, like, protecting her head. Yeah. And then Brittany went and grabbed her hand off of Jaina's head and ripped her hair out. Ugh. Jesus. So police believe that the motive... All because that she had been caught stealing. Yeah. All because she just wanted to continue to be able to steal from Lululemon. Cool. What a great reason to kill someone. She was scared that she was going to get fired. She wanted to try to lure Jaina back to the Lululemon to talk to her and beg her not to tell her boss about those leggings. Remember she said, let me explain. She didn't know that she had already called her boss and told her. So... Either it was an argument that turned into attack and attack, or she was like, I already told our boss. And then it was rage. Right. So don't really know if it was premeditated or not. Of course, the prosecution wants to say, yes, it's premeditated. Who knows? So Brittany was in jail and awaiting her court appearance for seven months. And in that seven months, she would call her family and friends. I don't know if she had any friends left, but family. And you would think... Like, what are those conversations about? Like, 
feel sorry for me. I can't believe I did this. Or like, you got to get me out of here. No. All of her conversations to her family that were recorded were like, they won't let me do my hair. My nails aren't done. My hair looks messy. I can't wear makeup. Like she was basically just so stressed about her appearance the entire time. Because she couldn't have her hair done. She couldn't have her nails done. So that's who she is on the inside. She just cares about like these looks. Superficial things. Superficial. I would be worried about a lot more. Yeah, I'd be more worried about like <clears throat> my family me. forgiving me, my family not abandoning or me. Or like how they think, how, oh my God, I can't even form words. I'm like speechless right now. Ugh. What? That is what you care about. I'd be more worried about getting raped in prison. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like, no, you can't wear makeup. You murdered somebody, bitch. <laughs> Brittany's lawyer, Mr. Wood, had no hope in hell that proving that she was innocent. <laughs> like, he knew that. Is she still proclaiming her innocence at this point? I don't think she, like, pled guilty. So she never, and she never, like, made a full confession or anything oh. like that. But I think she just realized that, like, she was done. Yeah. So his whole defense was just that she had an undiagnosed mental disorder that came to a head this night. His whole defense was just to prove that she didn't premeditate this. I think his only hope was to just maybe get her parole at some point. I truly feel like Brittany is suffering some kind of mental illness. You have to be. You have to be. To be able to complete something like this. Like 300 plus blows. On someone you've known for six weeks. Five different weapons. That had only wanted had only told your boss that you stole some leggings yeah it's like how is that the biggest like how is that a huge deal like you lose your job get a new one exactly like it's not a life or death situation no then sitting there in the lululemon bathroom for 10 hours wow that is that is a mental illness i'm not saying also you'd think that she would like steal more then Take everything. Take, take more. Take another pair of leggings, perhaps. Make it worth it a little bit, you know? No. And people knew that she went back to the store. She phoned different employees, remember, to get Jaina's number. So Jaina's not the only person that knows. Like, this was the only way, I guess, for that she imagined that she could get away with it. But I do think it's crazy. I don't think it justifies what she did no god no <laughs> i don't think she's not guilty because she's insane or anything no like no that, I, but there's something wrong with her yeah and i don't ever think that she should get out of jail uh the jury deliberated for less than an hour and they found her guilty she was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole without without good she did speak at the trial you know how you can say something like at sentencing or whatever it was and she was just said that she was so sorry and she was sorry for her parents to like, you know, Jaina's parents and her family, but like too little too late. Yeah. Cool. And I think it was specifically for sympathy. Yeah. Empty apology. Cause Jaina's parents, like they were shocked when they found out that it was Brittany. Cause they, they saw this girl as the survivor of this horrible attack. They wanted to send her flowers. They wanted to be there for her. They were like, they probably had a bit of survivor's guilt on behalf of their daughter. You know, like their totally. daughter didn't make it, but Brittany did. Yeah, they wanted to be there for her. They trusted her this whole time. And then when it came out that she had murdered their daughter, like, mm-hmm. how does that screw you up? Like, I felt bad for you. And then now 
I can't feel bad for you. And yeah. I feel bad for feeling bad for you. Right, yeah, totally. And how did we not know? Like, I don't know how it would feel to be a family member of this, but. Well, I'd be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I would also be in jail. Yeah, so that, that happened. I'm mad that she didn't give, uh, like, a confession. Like a, yeah. And, like, an actual, this is how I did it. Yeah. It might still happen. You it never might. know. She wants to, like, write a book or something. Yeah, I doubt it, though. It's not like she's going to make money off of it. True. Although, remember, there is places that you can still make money off of your crimes. We looked into this with the Robert Pickton case. Yeah, there are certain places, but not here or in the States. Not in BC, but there is, I think, in, like, Manitoba or something, I think you can still. There's a few provinces in Canada that you can still make money off of your crime. So if you're planning on doing your crime. Yeah, don't do it in BC. Go to Manitoba. It's it a might good even. Place. Yeah. There are a few provinces. So We'll look it up for you the know. next time. And So if you <laughs> want to look up the crime scene photos, beware. Do so at your own risk. It's not for Reckon. the faint of heart. We don't recommend seeing that. You don't need to haunt your dreams. I love a good horror movie, but it's different when it's real. Yeah, it totally it's is. way different. So don't murder your coworkers and don't steal things. Yeah. That's did, what... I, did I twist and turn you enough? I'm like tired. I'm exhausted just from all of the twists and turns. You're like, I'm going to need some water. I'm like, and some snacks. Pardon moi. Maybe some fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.